Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hello. That is Emilio, and we're uh, joining you here again this week to uh, take a look back at this week's NBA action, all the uh, comings and goings from around the league. We've been uh, keeping an eye on things, and uh, we're excited to uh, bring you our, our thoughts on what stood out from this week's action. First and foremost, it must be said, Emilio's favorite player, Damian Lillard, had uh, a week for the books, even in his uh, incredibly accomplished career. This was a particularly good one, especially last night. Milos, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Dame has been up to? Yeah, he's been having a great week. Um, and that uh, is at the that's um, Sunday. Had thirty nine points, five boards, and eight assists, and then. The next day, putting up 26 points, six boards, 10 assists. And then against Houston, two, um, three days later, 30 points, four boards, nine assists. And then yesterday versus Chicago, 44 points, five boards, nine assists, one steal, plus ridiculous game winner, two threes in final 8.9 seconds, which is ridiculous. He hit an incredible buzzer reader, too. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that one. I mean, uh, there was a, a jump ball there in yeah. the final few seconds, and, and how'd that play out? It's tipped to him from, like, Robert Covington, I think, and he dribbles to the side and, like, fades away from the wing and buries a three. Nothing but net. This is from uh, two points down as well. I mean, the, the Blazers were down five points with uh, about nine seconds to go. Dame had two threes in the final uh, nine seconds there, including the uh, game winner as uh, time expired. Really spectacular stuff, even from uh, Dame Lillard, guy who's made loads of uh, fantastic shots in his career, one for the books. Yeah, for sure. Amazing shot. Great stuff. And as you mentioned, he had a phenomenal week. I mean, uh, almost 35 points per game, five boards, nine assists, just uh, in incredible stuff from Dame, hitting over five and a half threes uh, this week. This guy's just a killer from uh, from distance and just a phenomenal scorer. And, uh, you know, hey, it's uh, we're, we're lucky to be able to watch this guy do his work. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and he averaged 34.8 points per game this uh, this week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just uh, just mentioned that a moment ago. It's uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no problem. I know we, we got a lot going on here. Uh, the Blazers uh, still working their way through the uh, through the Western Conference, just 10 and eight at this point. So, uh you know, struggling through some injury issues, obviously, as we mentioned on the podcast previously, uh, missing some some key players right now in uh, CJ McCollum, Yusuf Nurkic, Zach Collins, etc. Yeah, they're they're right in the mix, and uh, you know, Dame obviously an enormous enormous part of that. Yeah, actually, an interesting mix there in the Western Conference, very tightly bunched up, kind of unlike the Eastern Conference, I would say. It's true. Yeah, the Eastern Conference, a lot more teams that have uh, fallen kind of towards the bottom at, at this point. Yeah. I mean, you have uh, you know under 500 teams already in those uh, seven spot and down in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, let, let's keep moving here. Uh, Dame obviously had a fantastic week, but other uh, big news this week as well. He had the uh, Jazz riding an 11 game winning streak into uh, today's action as we yeah, record just uh, this Sunday. Today. Exactly, a game at 3:30 today. We're recording just a couple hours later. And, uh, yeah, against the Nuggets, uh, that streak finally uh, came to an end. Yeah, after going on 11 straight, um, yeah, 11 straight, and um, Bojan Bogdanovic, uh, yeah, Bojan Bogdanovic, he tried with tw um, 29 points, but um, it wasn't enough, especially with that, oh, 
Yeah. No, Donovan Mitchell did come back for this game, but only scored 13 points and had like five turnovers. But biggest news. 47 points from Nikola Jokic, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 3 turnovers, 2 personal fouls. Yeah, looking forward to watching some of the highlights of uh, that one. I'm sure uh, Nikola Jokic really on his game there with uh, with the stat line like that. 17 of 26 from the floor, yeah, big, 4 of 4 from 3, so just killing it. Yeah, big time with those um, 3 personal fouls. Yeah, you know Mills likes to uh, mention the uh, the personal fouls. He actually had 2 first personal fouls in this game. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Three, uh, I was looking three at the right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, great, great work out of the Jazz, though. I mean, they've established themselves, uh, you know, at the top of the Western Conference for right now, 15 and 5. So, uh, doing great work. And obviously, yeah. as you mentioned, they've been without Donovan Mitchell for a period of time here, uh, dealing with the effects of a concussion. But uh, good to see him back out there today, even if maybe not at his uh, full power. Yeah, just want to mention something. Looking at the box score here for the Nuggets, I see that Gary Harris literally, like, didn't put up anything. He had, like, zero points and, like, barely anybody played besides the starters. Or actually, no, but Gary Harris, like, something's got to happen to him. I mean, he only he played nine minutes and he started. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would expect from uh, looking at that that there was some uh, injury-related issue or something yeah. like that. So we'll have to dig into that. Obviously, uh, as we mentioned, this game uh, just occurred, so we haven't had a chance to uh, to go deep into uh, Gary Harris's absence yet. We'll bring that uh, bring that news to you for next week. Yeah, uh, if it ends up being something substantial, let's uh, let's let's keep moving here, bud. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, something that uh, LeBron uh, took took care of uh, this week. Uh, Le- LeBron with a with a monster performance. Heading back to Cleveland and uh, getting an opportunity to play in front of uh, some some of his old fans uh, in Cleveland. Tell us a little bit about what uh, LeBron had on offer. Yeah, I mean, forty six points, eight boards, six assists, two steals, two blocks, and you should just watch watch his shot attempts. Um, yeah, I mean, they were ridiculous, and you just go on. Should I tell them how to, like, get to the shot attempts? Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, if you want to watch his shot attempts, you should go to NBA.com and click on Games, and then scroll down, and it'll say um, Box Score, and it'll take you to the box score, and there'll be a link on his field goal attempts, and click on that, and um, it'll have a bunch of videos of all of his field goal attempts. Yeah, I mean, truly, uh, you know, amazing functionality on the NBA's website that you can uh, isolate individual players, uh, field goal makes, field goal attempts, rebounds, uh, assists, steals, blocks, turnovers, pretty incredible stuff. Uh, you know, you can just go real deep, I mean, into, uh, you know, what any individual player has, uh, has has put up in any given game, usually within a couple of hours of, uh, of the game's completion. So for LeBron in this one, I mean, just going to work against the Cavs, everything they had to throw at him. I mean, and really, I mean, down the stretch, doing rookie Isaac Okoro really dirty down the end. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah, trying to uh, assert himself oh, yeah, yeah. in Cleveland and LeBron's old digs. And uh, LeBron uh, really, really taking him to school. It was uh, yeah. something to see. The uh, the great LeBron James uh, just going to work in his own And it was game. a close game, too. Absolutely. They needed LeBron's... Uh, Masterful play, and uh, and he he certainly served it up. Yeah, great game. Let's talk a little bit about uh, about some of what uh, James Harden's been up to in, uh, in in Brooklyn. I know there was a particular game that uh, that really caught your attention. Yeah, I mean he had a game there um, with uh, yeah thirty one points, eight rebounds, fifteen assists, two steals in an OT win against the Hawks, which is um, 
Very good win there. And um, next day, puts up a triple-double with um, 10 boards, 11 assists, and 25 points. Yeah, he's, Our next game, sorry. He's right off now. to a great start, and, and the Nets offense has really been humming uh, in, in recent days. I know we mentioned on last week's podcast they were sputtering a bit. Uh, not so lately. I mean, this team has been uh, has been really cooking, especially on the offensive end. Yeah, I mean, they, they got to be. If they're not cooking on offense, not going to win games. Well, that's uh, well said. I mean, this team is not constructed to uh, to dominate on the defensive end, so I uh, definitely need the offense to be coming through. But uh, in their most recent game against the uh, the Thunder just uh, a couple nights ago, 147 points. They won 147 to uh, 125. And I know uh, we noted that uh, the uh, the scoring in that game really spread out among the uh, various Nets players. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of guys in double figures and only two guys with – um, like, yeah, I mean, like, um, four of those, like only one other guy scored. Yeah. Yeah. Of the 11 players who, uh, who suited up for the, for the Nets in the game or rather who played for the Nets in the game. This was a game that KD, uh, sat. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. <laughs> KD setting and. Yeah. And off. nine players in, uh, in double figures, uh, scoring wise, it's pretty wild. I mean, it's hard to recall a time where I've seen a box score with, uh, with that many guys in, in double digits. Yeah, I mean, Landry Shamit, Reggie Perry, Timothy Lowell, Cabarello, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan, Bruce Brown, Joe Harris, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and I mean, it's uh, extremely impressive. And maybe this is a good time to uh, slip in here as we're uh, focusing on the Nets. They uh, picked up Iman Shumpert, brought him yes. back, uh, just announced today. And uh, that'll be an interesting addition to uh, to their mix there. Yeah, for sure. What do you think uh, Amon Shepard might be able to bring to uh, to the Nets? I mean, certainly a, a strong defensive presence. Yeah, I think that's definitely going to be um, good. But I don't think he's going to make that much of a difference, to be honest. I don't think he's going to get that many minutes, maybe like a similar amount of minutes or maybe like 20 minutes a game. Yeah, I could see him uh, him, him slotting in for for that kind of amount of time. Might, might even be less in certain games and more yeah. in others, you know, where they're resting guys. I mean, a game where there may be – you know, a little bit lighter on the guards, you know, if uh, Harden or Kyrie aren't playing as many minutes, that kind of thing. Yeah. You might see Shumpert slot in there a bit more. But I think probably more of a depth move. But, uh, you know, the Nets need quality depth, I think, you know, ha- having moved a bunch of pieces to uh, to get Harden in place. So, uh, you know, quality vet who uh, has some familiarity with the system, having been in Brooklyn yeah. for some time last year. Yeah, so um, what do you want to move What do you want to talk about? Well, let's uh, let, let's move on to uh, to some of the the triple doubles that, uh, that that we saw this week. There there were a few uh, regular triple double participants who, uh, who who got in the mix. Yeah, um, bunch of players. Um, there were triple doubles. Yeah, I mean Luca with a triple double, thirty five points, eleven rebounds, sixteen assists, four steals, one block. That's just normal. <laughs> regular old game for uh, for Luka Doncic. Sabonis, um, Devonta Sabonis. Um, versus the Hornets, 22 points, 11 boards, 10 assists, and Ben Simmons, like, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, but they, this was, a like, yeah, 17 points, 11 boards, 10 assists for Ben Simmons and James Harden. As you mentioned, yeah. Yeah, 25 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Yeah, and I, I think uh, we noted that uh, yeah. it was uh, Demontis Bonus' uh, sixth career triple-double, the most in uh, Hawks history. Pacers. Pacers history. Oh, my goodness. What, what's wrong with me? Uh, <laughs> most in Pacers history. 
which is pretty impressive. I mean, you know, yeah. it speaks to there not having been, uh, you know, a lot of triple double artists in Indiana over the years, but uh, pretty impressive. I mean, he's he's a terrific passer, yeah. and I would expect there to be more. Absolutely, me as well. Um, and Just ben like Simmons, somebody would have more. Yeah, that someone would have more than six. Absolutely. Ben Simmons has thirty-one career triple doubles. No, I, I know you were impressed by that number. Yeah, that's a lot of triple doubles. Yeah. But as you mentioned, I mean, he's kind of got got a game where he can kind of squeak over the line. I think, you know, and getting into double digits, the low double digits as he did in yeah. this game, you know, uh, a fair amount of the time. I mean, you know, because he's a guy who's going to get in double digits and points and rebounds a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, he can pass, too. He's a terrific passer. So, I mean, he, he's got a game that's, that's well designed to, uh, you know, post some triple doubles periodically. So sure. Im- impressive stuff from those guys. Now, speaking of impressive, uh, I, I don't know about you, but uh, pretty much every time the Hornets play, I'm checking out what uh, Lamelo Ball is doing, passing that oh, yeah. rock. I mean, this guy is uh, is, is pretty impressive. I mean, 19 years yeah. old, and he's putting on a show. Yeah, I mean, Lamelo Ball has been cooking lately. I mean, I can't can't believe he's not starting yet. I mean, you've got to get him in there. I mean, he's playing great. Last game, he had like, um, what is that? Five boards, nine assists, four steals. 27 points? I mean, come on. 27 points on 8 of 10 shooting. I mean, yeah. super efficient, too. Now, that, that's not a representative sample. I mean, like, he's not been that good all the time so far, but he's certainly shown that his, uh, he's capable of getting to an extremely high level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, sorry. I'm sorry, Alonzo, but I think Lamelo is probably going to be better than you. It's kind of looking that way right now. Although Alonzo's had some good games this year, too, and yeah. he's a solid player, I, I think, for sure. But uh, is looking real nice right now. I mean, can we talk just for a second about that uh, alley-oop to Miles Bridges last night? Yeah, I think I saw the replay of that. Oh, my God. Nice. So sick. I mean, Lamella just with amazing passing touch. It's almost like – I mean, he's just like toying with everyone. Out there yeah, with I mean, I think, um, I think uh, Lamella and Miles Bridges um, like that lob. I've seen it a bunch of times now. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to be connecting with that one for, uh, for quite some time. That's uh, a, a, an amazing combination uh, between those two. They're going to connect a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so where, where do you think this is going for Lamelo? I mean, you think he's going to crack the starting lineup this year? Yes. Yeah, I think that seems seems likely. I mean, I know they're happy with their uh, guard situation right now between, uh, you know, Terry Rozier and, and uh, Devontae Graham and, and Lamelo, and I think they're probably happy having Lamelo come off the bench and, you know, kind of focus in on uh, continuing to try to improve and stuff like that, try to earn his spot as a starter. But uh, he's showing a lot right now. You can tell he's uh, he means a lot to this team. Right now, and uh, obviously going forward. Yeah, I think he is going to earn that starting spot very soon. Yeah, and he's looking like uh, you know pretty pretty solid track for uh, rookie of the year. He and uh, yes. Tyrese Halliburton, I know, also in the mix, and uh, probably worthy of discussion as well, to be honest. Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton. He's, he's been. We pretty, really haven't talked impressive. about him that much. No, we'll have to have to revisit him on a future episode for sure. I think he's worthy yeah. of that. He's played really well. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk as well about. Um, Rudy Gobert, you know, you know, we like getting into the uh, the twenty twenty nights, and uh, he posted one of those this week as well. Did he have twenty nine and twenty? I did not see that. That's a good, that's a good line right there. Twenty nine and twenty from Rudy Gobert, yeah, really I- impressive stuff. I mean, he's uh, he's a beast. Yeah, phenomenal he's defensive player, and obviously well can get, get buckets too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's uh, he's you know been a big part of uh, the Jazz's uh, phenomenal start so far. I mean, fifteen yeah. and five. It's uh, pretty damn good. What the Jazz? Yeah, I mean that fifteen and five start. I mean that's really going to set you up well for uh, you know the rest of the season. Yeah, especially if they can um, get back on track from that loss. 
They're lost today, yes. They do need to recover uh, from, from that one. Uh, let's, let's also mention uh, some, some big weeks from uh, Trey Young. I mean, I know we're, we're kind of used to that from, from him. He's a phenomenal scorer, but up over 35 points per game, eight assists this week, doing yeah. his usual uh, foul drawing, getting to the line, and uh, making it happen. Yeah, and um, Giannis, I see you mentioned here with 30.8 30, 30. points, 15 point. Three points and no, that's um, three rebounds. Sorry, <laughs> I know I was just joking. Uh, fifteen point three rebounds and point eight assists and one point three blocks. I mean that's the honest part. Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't think the Bucks are actually doing amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, with with Giannis, it's it's worth checking in on him periodically. I definitely am prone to take him for granted. I mean, he's just so good. Obviously, he's won MVP back-to-back years, and, I mean, he's, you know, I mean, he's very much in the mix again. He's one of the best players in the league. There's no question about it. And his team, as you mentioned, not off to an amazing start, but still, you know. Top three in the conference. Exactly. Tied for third in the East right now. So, you know, right there in the mix. And, uh, you know, Giannis is going to be heard from in the MVP conversation, you would certainly think. Yes, for sure. An amazing, amazing player. Also got to throw some love to uh, my guy, number 55 on the Detroit Pistons, DeLon Wright. Now, my dude balled out uh, against the uh, against the Sixers this week. Yeah. 28 points, seven boards, nine assists. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Frank Kaminsky also on 20, 12 points, 13 rebounds, and eight assists. Yeah, I mean, you know, for Frank Kaminsky, uh, I don't know how often he's going to get to those numbers, so uh, I got to show him some love. That, that's a pretty good night. Yeah. Right off the bench, too. Frank Kaminsky. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Let's pull it together here. So uh, we, we also should mention, um, before we uh, move on to our next segment, a couple injuries that occurred this week. I know there was uh, one that looked pretty concerning last night. We got some decent report on it today. Uh, what did you hear about Marcus Smart? Yeah, two to three weeks, you said here, um, strained calf, not good. Yeah, it appeared it might be even worse than that. So I think, uh, you know, if the Celtics are able to get him back in the next couple of weeks, uh, they'll be really happy about that relative to what could have been. I mean, I think, you know, they were concerned that he might be out for the rest of the season as of last night. No, it seems like, you know, we dodged that bullet. So obviously that would be really bad for the Celtics. I mean, Marcus Smart is certainly one of their most uh, indispensable players. Yeah, and – so you mentioned DeAndre Hunter here, but um, I also want to mention I saw Terry Rozier go down um, last night. I'm not sure how severe that is. Yeah, we're going to need to keep an eye on that as well. I, I didn't see any definitive uh, reports on uh, Terry Rozier being out for any particular amount of time. Yeah, I did see he, he did go. He was out for the rest of the game. Like he yeah. got injured in the second, I think, and he was out for the rest. Yeah, with some of these things, I mean, you know, more information is going to become available as uh, as time goes on, but. Yeah, I mean, just worth noting with DeAndre Hunter. I mean, he's been playing well, starting with the uh, with, with the Hawks, and I mean, the Hawks obviously, as we mentioned last week, have uh, you know off to a pretty solid start. So we'll, we'll see what happens there uh, going yeah. forward. Uh, see how quickly he's able to come back. All right, we're going to take a uh, take a quick break here, and uh, yeah. we'll be back in uh, in just a moment. Now we're back to uh, finish up the show here. Want to uh, talk a little bit about uh, Emilio thinks would be the All-Stars if uh, he had to decide today. All-Star voting just uh, began in the NBA this week. Uh, thinking about who we would uh, and will be voting for uh, going forward. Obviously, these things can change as the season progresses. And, uh, you know, it's very early days still. But, uh, Mills, hit us up. Who are you thinking deserves an All-Star spot at this point in the season? Yeah, I mean, my list, um, I'm not that confident in these. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Right now, I have um, Dame at point guard on um, the first team. Yeah, so let's just talk about the point guards in general. Let's, let's yeah. talk about, like, the four point guards who you got. Yeah, so I have um, Dame, Kyrie, Steph, and Trey Young. Yeah, interesting. So, uh, I mean, it's hard to deny any of those guys uh, based on what they've done so far this year. I mean, Steph yeah. uh, with a terrific comeback season. He's, he's been really good and obviously a huge part of what the Warriors are doing. Trey Young, as we just mentioned, uh, you know, getting up to his old tricks. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, getting to the line a ton, scoring a ton, throwing lots of uh, flashy passes, bombing from long range. Dame, obviously, and we mentioned him at the top of the show. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, a hero around here, but also just I mean, one of the best players in the league without any question. And uh, Kyrie, when he's been available, I mean, obviously he missed some time, has yeah. been uh, been tremendous. Yeah, it was uh, – yeah. I think you could choose somebody else besides Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to uh, to think about who else might uh, might jump into the mix there for uh, in, instead of Kyrie. But I think, uh, you know, just based on, on what he's done when he's been healthy and, and what we know of Kyrie's skills – in general, I mean, I think he's uh, he, he's a fine choice here. Yeah, I think I could have put Luca at the point guard spot, but I decided to work him in at shooting guard here because at shooting guard I had um, Luca, James Harden, Bradley Beal, and Paul George. Yeah, it's really hard to argue with any of those guys either. I mean, I think you know James Harden, um, you know, got off to maybe a little bit of a slow start and uh, with, with the Rockets. I mean, you know, maybe a little bit less motivated than he has been since he got to Brooklyn, but. What we've seen of his work in Brooklyn so far has been oh, yeah. extremely impressive and, you know, a reminder of, like, just how good James Harden actually is. Yeah. Phenomenal player. And Luca, I mean, I think, you know, certainly still oh, yeah. very much an MVP candidate, I mean, without without any question. So he's he's a shoo-in uh, for an all-star berth. Bradley Beal, I mean, you know, maybe the top scorer in the league right now. I mean, you know, obviously a guy who has a lot of opportunities with the Wizards. Yeah. Uh, not a lot going on with that team. I mean, he's, he's still working on that streak of uh, – you know, 40-point games that they've lost. I think it's up over 10 now. He has the record uh, for the most 40-point games in a row that uh, his team has been. He might have at. that one for a while. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. But, um, you know, his ability to put the ball in the basket is uh, beyond beyond question. And, yeah. and and Paul George, I mean, he's having another phenomenal season. Yeah. On this next one, I um, mix it up a little bit um, with the position of Donovan Mitchell. Um, at small forward, I have LeBron James, Donovan Mitchell, KD, and Jalen Brown. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know you, you're stretching it a little bit there in, in in some respects, but I think you could almost even uh, swap Luca and uh, Donovan Mitchell there on, on those two lines, yeah. or or, or uh, Luca and uh, Jalen Brown to try to make it maybe a little bit closer to uh, their actual positions. Because I, I think you know a lot of times you see um, Luca referred to as a small forward because he often defends. At uh, you know those those bigger uh, spots, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, hard to deny any of these guys either. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, maybe the most questionable of, of these three. I mean, I guess Jalen Brown too. He hasn't been an All Star before, but I mean, you look at what Jalen Brown has done so far this season. I mean, yeah. you, you can't deny him. I mean, this guy's yeah. been been incredible. I mean, his uh, mid range shooting. You know, I mean, it, it's sometimes hard to project that uh, that's going to continue over the course of a full season, but we can certainly look backwards and see that he's actually done it. Yeah. So he's he's been amazing so far. And uh, Donovan Mitchell, obviously a, a key part of uh, this jazz start that we've referred to several times on this show already. So, and uh, obviously KD and LeBron, uh, you know, no doubt. Yeah, no, nothing. No need to say anything about that. Yeah, um, for small forward, I have Giannis, AD, no, power forward, power forward. power forward. Sorry, Giannis, AD, Kawhi, and Jason Tatum. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you can't, I certainly can't argue with uh, with Giannis or, uh, or or AD. I think or, or Kawhi for that matter. These guys are all having amazing seasons. Kawhi maybe not so much a power forward, yeah. but you know the, the way these actually uh, break down on on the ballot. I mean, you have like you know bigs and smalls basically, right? So I mean, he'd, he'd yeah. obviously be in the uh, in the bigs group. My my one thought is with Jason Tatum, just because he hasn't played yeah. that much this year, he's missed a bunch of time due to uh, due to COVID. Yeah, and then at my centers, um, not really sure about one of them, but um, Nikola Jokic or Nikola Vucevic, I'm not really sure about that one. Joel Embiid, I'm sure about Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid, but not as much as Ion Williamson and Nikola Vucevic. Yeah, Vucevic has been great this year. I mean, I, I know he's a guy who like doesn't really get a ton of respect. Uh, across the league and, you know, in NBA circles generally. But, uh, you know, you can't argue with his production. He's been phenomenal this year. Yeah. Another terrific season. I mean, this guy's been really, really consistent across his career. Yeah. And uh, I could definitely – he's been an all-star before. I could definitely see him getting an all-star berth. And I've been really impressed with Zion. Yeah. Just an incredibly efficient scorer. I mean, seems to have uh, worked a lot of the long-range shooting out of his game. I think I saw yesterday he hit, like – I remember he hit four uh, three-pointers in his debut game uh, last year. Yeah. And he's hit like four three-pointers since then or something. That's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, but he's, uh, you know, he's, he's shooting a really high percentage as a result of, uh, you know, just get, focusing on getting to the basket. And yeah. He's done a great job with that. I think you could also consider uh, Christian Wood in this mix at, at center. Yeah. Off to a terrific start this year. Oh, yeah. Really high shooting percentage and uh, also, you know, doing a good job contesting shots at the basket. Yeah. Also, um, I think we forgot to mention this, but um, in the first segment, but um, we should talk about Wayne Ellington's shooting for a second. We should talk about that. That's a great point because he's, he's been amazing so far, and especially of late. I know he had a couple of nights uh, recently where he went six for nine from three, but it's really uh, gone far beyond that. Yeah, I mean, he's really been on fire. Yeah, just wanted to make sure we got that in. Yeah, pro, pro, last night he went 0 for 5, so finally uh, broke his uh, his hot streak. But prior to that, I mean, just run down some of these recent uh, shooting lines, like from uh, from a couple weeks back. 6 for 10 from 3, 4 for 6 from 3, 6 for 9 from 3, 4 for 8 from 3, 6 for 9 from 3, 7 from 11 from 3, 3 for 5 from 3, 3 for 4 from 3. Yeah, so, I mean, a, a terrific uh, three-point shooter and a shooter in general over the course of his career, but he's really taken it to another level. Not saying that's going to sustain over the course of the year, but uh, shooting over 50% from three. So, yeah, that's pretty nice. Big, yeah. big ups, uh, Wayne Ellington. Uh, great job by him. So, uh, we'd be remiss if we uh, we didn't close out this show by uh, paying our respects to uh, Seku Smith, Uh NBA media member, uh, NBA TV personality, and a guy who I've been reading and uh, watching for a long time on uh, on NBA TV and before during his uh, writing work. His death, I mean, just came as a total shock to us. I know we uh, yeah. we were talking about him just a couple of weeks ago on this show, uh, yeah. you know, talking about his MVP ladder, having a good laugh, and uh, yeah. you know, to find out that he uh, he you know passed away. I mean, at uh, 48 from uh, from coronavirus. Yeah. This past week, uh, certainly a, a sobering reminder of uh, just like, you know, what we're dealing with in the world right now. Yeah. Um, sending lots of love to his family. Really hard time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, and, you know, it's clear, uh, you know, seeing the reaction to his passing uh, across the NBA media landscape and also yeah. among the players. I mean, the guy who was really respected and loved in the NBA community. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, we, we really uh, send send our regards and uh, respects to 
you know, his uh, family and, and friends and loved ones. And um, yeah, somber note on which to uh, to end this week's episode. But uh, yeah, I did want to did want to put that out there and acknowledge his uh, his, his passing. Yes. Um, hope you enjoyed. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, hope hope you enjoyed. And uh, if you have any uh, questions or uh, comments for us, please uh, feel free to get in touch at uh, Barnards on the NBA at gmail.com or uh, over Twitter at uh, Barnards on NBA. Yeah. Um, bye.